Well, we're looking at your provision is in the glory. And last time round, we looked at some amazing things. We saw that the things that you need are in the glory. The things that you desire are in the glory. The things that faith gives substance to, the things you hope for, then faith takes them out of glory realms. In fact, faith is a hypostasis, the substance, the very essence of the thing you hope for. Faith is in you, functioning in you, the very heavenly essence and materiality of the thing that you desire. So if you desire healing, then when you turn to God's word, when you release faith, what you're, what you're doing is that you are faithing, you're substancing the thing you desire, taking it from invisible realms, taking it into your heart, which, if you like, is the, the production factory that will manifest the thing in your life. The healing will show up in your body. Or if it's a provision thing or, or anything that you require, faith will uh, produce it in the spirit man, in your inner man, so that it shows up in your life, in your circumstances. Faith takes the essence of it from glory realms. So faith is the connector between the glory and this physical dimension. And faith, of course, is a spiritual force in the heart of the believer. Now, what I want us to look at here, and we'll continue to look at the glory and the gold. Uh, or we could say your provision is in the glory. Abraham, we looked at Abraham. Abraham believed what God said. He believed the promise. And the power of the promise was activated in Abraham's life. And the wealth that God promised him showed up. Abraham had the promise. This contained the power. Now notice something else. He also had the presence. In other words, God appeared to him. So God's presence was with him. His power was released in his word. And the power to get wealth is therefore twofold. It is God's promise, the word, and it is his presence. We could say that the power to get wealth comes from the word and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the empowering of the Holy Spirit. The gospel is the power of God, we're told. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So we, we get power from, of God's power from the gospel, from his word, from his released word. And we also get it from the Holy Ghost. We got to get all excited because God came and visited Abraham in person. But you know, the Bible says Abraham rejoiced to see our day. <laughs> Didn't he? Jesus said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Because he had the presence as special life events. You know, God's encounters with Abraham, they were special life events. But we have God's abiding and indwelling presence all the time. The Holy Spirit lives in us. The Father, Son, and Holy Ghost live in us. Abraham had the promise and the presence, listen to this, Abraham had the promise and the presence to prosper him. But we have access to far more of both the promise and the presence in our day. You know, Abraham didn't have 66 books of the Bible. He didn't have my, you know, lovely new King James, uh, new King James uh, that I'm reading from here. Uh, you know, Thomas Nelson, you know, beautifully bound le uh, leather Bible. He didn't have that. Uh, so we have far more than Abraham had. We, we have God living in us. 
The power to get wealth equates with the glory of the Lord. To get wealth, you need the glory to show up. That's Isaiah chapter 60, that's what we're looking at. So to get wealth, you need the power to get wealth. You need the glory to show up. The glory of the Lord is his power. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 14 tells us that God raised up the Lord by his power. Romans 6 verse 4 tells us that Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. So the power and the glory, it's really the same thing. The glory of the Lord is his power. Amen? Read Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 3 and 4, and you'll see that God's glory, where he hides his power, it's in his hand. Therein is the hiding of his power. Now, what is the best way to get this glory of God to show up in your life? Simply this. You glorify God, and he'll glorify you. It's sown and reaping. You give God the glory, and he'll show up as in his glory, in your life. He'll glorify you as his people, as his temple, as his body. Give God all the glory and he will see to it you get yours. Now God is not going to share his glory with other gods. We know that from scripture. But he will share his glory with you. It's his intention. It's not that men will glorify you and deify you and all that and worship you. It's not that. But, but they will accord you honour and respect and favour because his glory will be seen upon you. Um, it's his good pleasure to glorify his people in the earth. In fact, the glorification of God's people leads to more glory for him. He gets glory when he glorifies us. He glorifies himself in and through us as his people. Remember that when David exhorted his listeners to magnify the God who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant, in Psalm 35, 27. Remember that? Uh, let them shout for joy and be glad at favour, my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Remember that? But what he was really saying was, give God the credit and glory for prospering me, and he'll keep prospering me to obtain more glory. Simple as that, yeah? So when we give God the glory for something, he keeps doing it. You see, a lot of it is gratitude. Uh, that's why God blesses a, a heart of thankfulness because, and then it obligates him. When you thank God for something, he's obligated to give you, isn't he? He's obligated to pour more out. You know, when you go to uh, somewhere, uh, you know, I used to like going to these uh, diners in America because the woman comes around all the time with coffee and just keeps pouring it in. If she sees an empty cup, she pours it in. You know, over here, we've got to say, do we have free refills or no, you have to buy another one. But I like it over there in the States when the woman just keeps pouring it in. Free refills. Why? Because if your cup is empty, she, she fills it. And you know, when you and I say, thank you, Lord, he's obligated to keep pouring out. Because what do you say to the woman? Oh, beat it. I don't want any more coffee. No, you say, thank you. Thank you, ma'am. And she says, that's all right, sir, and pours it in. Now watch this. He will share the glory with you. Uh, God will be whatever you need or want him to be as long as you glorify him in it. Let me say that again. God is going to be to you, for you, through you, whatever. Whatever you need or want him to be so long as you glorify him in it. 
See, we don't glorify the Lord enough. Now, as a young Christian, I was taught to say glory to God. Amen. And I, I don't think that's taught to folks anymore. Well, that sounds old-fashioned, glory to God. Well, folks, let me just say this. Go around saying glory to God for a few days and see what happens. He'll start showing up in ways that you maybe didn't expect because you're giving him glory. You glorify the house of his glory. That's you. That's you then walking in Isaiah chapter 60. So read the accounts of the feeding of the multitudes in Matthew's gospel. The secret of these miracles is this. Jesus gave thanks. He glorified God for what they had. Ah, but it wasn't much. Five loaves, two fishes. He glorified God. Thank you, Lord. As a result, God multiplied what they had. If you want God to multiply what you have, glorify him. Give him thanks. Have a grateful heart for what you already have, and he'll, give, he'll multiply what, what you've got. These things are simple, but do we do them? If you give God glory, he'll show up in greater glory still. You'll be able to live in the fallout of that glory. That is the secret of gold. Give God the glory. He'll give you the gold. Okay? Why? Because the gold is in the glory, folks. You know, he just maybe has to get an angel to uh, dig up a chunk of pa pavement and throw it down to you. Now, I'm being a bit silly there, but, I'm, but what I'm trying to say to you is, is that the gold is in the glory. The provision is in the glory. So when you give God the glory, he gives you what you need in this realm to give him yet more glory still. Give God the glory and he'll multiply it back on you. He'll multiply glory to you. And here's the other thing. Give God the gold. Give him the physical glory. Or let me just put it this way. Give to the work of the Lord. Give to the kingdom. Give to people who are preaching good, good word that's feeding you. If you give God the gold, he'll, the physical glory, he'll multiply that back on you too. Whatever you want from him, give to him. Amen? Now, listen, I'm not saying, and I don't preach that message of, well, you know, God makes you rich by your giving. He's, he made you rich on the cross of Calvary. He made you rich in the covenant with Abraham. He made you rich when the blessing of Abraham came upon you on the cross when Christ took your curse. But giving is a means by which we can multiply. And it's not just about giving money. Give him the glory. Give him thanks. Give him praise. He'll see to it that you get back the things Riches and honour come from him. So give him both. And he'll multiply. God doesn't give you back what you gave him. Uh, he multiplies back to you what you gave him. Or give him. Okay? So, give God the things you require. He is El Shaddai, the God of multiplication. You know, El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. The many-breasted one. El Shaddai just simply means he's way more than you can handle. He's the God who multiplies back to you. He is more than enough. He is never equal to your need. He is greater than your need by immeasurable amounts. What did Moses say? The Lord make you a thousand times more. Now, a thousand times more doesn't just mean a literal thousand times more. It means, you know, infinitely more. He'll multiply it back to you. Whatever you can believe for. He is the God of the hundredfold and the thousandfold and the millionfold. Amen. The trillionfold if need be. You have to get this revelation of him. If you get this revelation of God, if you see God as he is, 
Okay? You could take your place with the world's wealthiest tycoons. Some of the world's wealthiest tycoons had this revelation. And they walked in it. Abraham did. So did Isaac and Jacob, the fathers. So did Joseph. So did Job. All the glory belongs to him. The earth is his with all its mineral resources. You are his heir. Let it sink in. Nothing is withheld from you. All things are yours. But to see them manifest, you have to engage with heavenly realities. You have to see that it's in the glory. All right? You have to see that, that a lot of the stuff you need is in the glory, or its equivalent is in the glory. So when you see yourself resourced in the glory, that the resources, the manifestation of them will show up in your life. But you have to see it's already yours. Uh, Andrew Womack wrote that, a great book, You've Already Got It. You have to see you've already got it. That wealth is already yours. Gold and silver, they're already yours. They belong to you. You say, well, I need them to manifest, show up. Well, they'll start speaking that they belong to you. And they'll manifest. I'm saying this by the Spirit of God. Every redeemed person, every believer in Christ is created as a magnet for gold and silver. If there's gold and silver around, you're magnetizing it towards you right now. Now, your magnet may be quite weak. And the reason it'd be weak is because you don't know you're a magnet. Amen? And ignorance, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Ignorance can be something that really, if you like, weakens the magnetic field. Or if you have this belief, oh, no, I shouldn't be. Oh, we shouldn't be believing for things like that. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, you've just uh, unplugged your magnet. <laughs> Amen. It's a scientific fact in the spirit realm. That the, because you're the temple. The temple is a magnet for gold and silver. You're the temple. You're the house of God. It belongs on you. You should, should, should I wear a lot of bling then? Well, if you want to. Amen. Just make sure it's good gold and good silver. It's time we learn how to energize our magnets. We can do this by giving God the glory. That's how you magnetize. That's, a, sorry, that's how you energize your magnet. You do it by giving God the glory. When his glory fills the whole earth, the gold and silver will start piling up in the homes of believers. You know, the Bible says that the earth is full of the glory. But it's latent, it's dormant in a lot of ways, it's hidden, because we've chosen to live in darkness. But, but Isaiah 60 says, we're coming out of darkness. Psalm 112 says that the upright arises, the, to, the upright light arises in the darkness. You see, God wants his light. Now, say it again. I have to emphasize this because every time I, I, I speak these things, I'm aware that there's folks that don't understand what we're talking about. So I, so I have to say it. Kingdom wealth is not wealth so that you can be a big shot and live in a big mansion, drive fancy cars, have yachts, planes, all that stuff. It's not for that purpose. It's so that you can destroy the work of the devil in the earth, which is poverty. That you can lift people out of real poverty. I'm not talking about people of pretend poverty that tell you they're poor, but they've got a 65-inch you know, TV sitting atop their mantelpiece. 
Um, you know, all of that stuff. Poverty isn't just money, and we know that. Poverty is a mindset. Poverty is a spirit. It's a stronghold. And poverty, you can be the richest guy in terms of money on earth, but if you don't know Jesus, you're, you're, the, you're the poorest because you've got all these wonderful things, but you've sold your soul to get the whole world. So poverty isn't just lack of money or lack of finance, lack of resources. Poverty is a mindset and it's a spirit and it's a stronghold. So we need to lift people out of poverty. And of course, that's why the gospel is good news to a poor man. If your gospel is leaving the poor man in his poor condition, it ain't the gospel, folks. So we can give God the glory. When his glory fills the earth, well, gold and silver, money, good things to start piling up in the homes of believers, but it isn't for uh, just selfish consumption. It's so we can fund the work of God. So we can be kingdom financiers. I like that phrase, kingdom financiers. If Satan can prevent you giving God the glory, he can hinder you from receiving the gold. That's why you've got trials. You know, the, the Bible says that trials work for you a far more, a, a, a real weight of glory, an exceeding weight of glory. Okay, so trials are supposed to cause you to build up glory. How would you build up glory? By giving God the glory in the midst of your trials. Because the more you give him, the more he pours back in you. But a lot of us don't give God the glory in our trials. We complain and moan to each other and we give up and we get discouraged and we, we backslide. Or we don't go to church because we're in a huff. If Satan can prevent you giving God the glory, he can hinder you from receiving the gold. He can hinder you from prospering. He can hinder you from what God's purpose for you is. You have a right to gold and silver. Okay? You have a right to manifested wealth. You have a right to these things. This, is, this truth is probably the most contested truth in the world today because people hate the prosperity gospel. And we're not really talking prosperity gospel. We're talking a whole, a whole different level. Okay? The prosperity gospel isn't about, well, you can have nice clothes and fancy cars. You know, if that's all you're about, then you don't really qualify for this stuff anyway. We're about something up. We're about something much deeper than that. We're about kingdom. We're about the glory of God manifesting. And of course, it's as simple as this. The more that we have in terms of manifested wealth, the more we can reach people by using and investing that wealth and reaching people with the gospel. So, imagine if you're wealthy enough to buy a media empire and change every TV channel, every newspaper, every radio station, every website, all of that in that empire into a Bible-promoting Holy Ghost vehicle to reach the world. Imagine you bought Twitter. Imagine you bought Facebook. Imagine you bought Sky Television. And you changed those media channels and vehicles into something that just pumped out the Word of God all the time. You'll say, well, you know, People wouldn't like that. Well, too bad. They don't have a, if, you've, if you've bought every available channel, if we as Christians buy it all, they have to listen to something. You know, there used to be a time where the only entertainment, maybe on a Saturday night or whatever, was going to church or going to a mission hall or going to some rally because there's nothing else on. Folks, we need to get back into a mentality where we know we've got the best message in town and we're prepared to invest serious money and whatever it takes to promote that message. 
And if it takes you and I becoming kingdom financiers and stop being selfish and hiding our one talent in the earth and start to multiply money for the purpose of the kingdom of God and his glory, then we need to get into that. That's our program. That's our job. That's God's plan. So give God the glory and watch the gold show up in your life. It will happen. The glory of God is what we're supposed to walk in in Isaiah chapter 60. And we're going to walk in it. One way or the other, there's going to be a generation, Isaiah 60 generation. You know, it's, it's the zeal of the Lord of hosts is going to perform it. But you and I can position ourselves and say, Amen, sign me up, here I am. It's, it's free, okay? We're not going to charge you a subscription, but it'll cost you everything you have. Because you have to commit to this, you have to dedicate you have to lay down your life. Your life has to be forfeit to you in a sense. To see these things manifest. And well, read Isaiah 6. I read it often, read it all the time. I keep saying, I listen to the one on, on YouTube. I, I play it in loop. The New King James Version with the, all the, the music. It's, it's a beautiful version. You let, and there's King James versions. There's, there's loads of versions. But do it in the King James. Do it in the... The New King James, get Isaiah 60 into your heart. If Isaiah 60 lives in your heart, you will live in Isaiah chapter 60. Amen. The Lord bless you. And remember, your provision is in the glory. And also, Jesus is Lord.